Hi, welcome to the Side Talkers podcast, where once in a while we all come together with one expert on a topic and we try to come up with one question just like the other events and we talk about it with our expert knowledge because all of us are experts in our fields. Um, Mello with computers, Zach with um, he, Grinsby with um, Hilt. Um, <laughs> and randomly with marketing. Um, I'm your host, Fake Ravens, and uh, the question is today, is modern marketing too intrusive to the everyday man? And yes. Who said no? I said yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. I don't care if they see my life. Hmm. Well, it's 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 when it comes to that, right? It's not about seeing your life, right? Because I'm not private myself, you know. Like I'm displaying my face in front of the internet, um, which I'm not private in. But there's a lot of stuff that it doesn't matter whether it's private or not, but it still affects you. Like um, I I saw this uh, breakdown where it was like Google charges eighteen dollars. For every like uh, user's data, right? For every you know, yeah. for their search history and all that, it's like eighteen fifty per user, and they sell those to companies. Now it doesn't matter. Like if you don't care about that, it's fine, right? But the what what it is is it it sets Depends it up on your viewpoint. But continue. Right, right, right. I'm just talking about like from the perspective of someone like Zach and me who don't care about that. Right. It, it's about setting up like the president, right? Like, sure, you don't care about, you know, like, oh, Google saw me look up, you know, the price of corn dogs near my area, right? Who cares? It sets up the president that you're, like, you're a, you're a product when you using like your product, you know, like when you go onto your, when you go onto Google and all that, product. you become the commodity for Mark. I'd say a resource. We source, yeah, commodity, yeah. But still, it, it sets that precedent, and I think that's really toxic, especially with, like, new and upcoming things like um, Oculus. Uh, I, I just saw it on Reddit the other day. Um, someone who is much smarter than me, computers, uh, did a little soft hack on the software and saw that your headset in sleep mode is uh, contacting home, whatever that means, something like that, where, where it's going into the Oculus servers at random periods during the day. Zach, do you want... It could be analytics, too, yeah. though. Like, like the, there, there's a tendency for any time anything like that happens, people go like, oh, they're, they're spying on me, or, you know, people ascribe, like, negative things, where the truth is, is, like, a lot of the times, you know, you just need to know, okay, what's going on with this hardware? Are there problems? You know, yeah. getting the logs from things and stuff like that. So, um, the, there are problems on both sides. On one side, um, you could have, you could actually have something negative like that happening. And because it's non-obtrusive, no one cares. But then you could also have the other uh, side where, you know, they're just collecting analytics or, or you know, using data for uh, innocuous purposes, and yet think, you know you have a a witch hunt. I think a good example um, of like the collecting data is Tesla's. Like they send back the data for like how you drive and compare it to what the AI would do for self driving. It's stuff yeah. like that trying to improve their algorithms and stuff. It's probably not anything right. malicious. Like they're recording you whilst you sleep or anything. Yeah, <laughs> with the cameras. Yeah. That again, um, building the, a pro. Sorry, you go. Okay, um, and the thing I was going to say was just that uh, that's, I think that is a big difference between if we want to go back in history a little bit, how advertising used to work and, and you know, uh, information collection, data mining, whatever you want to call it, used to work versus now, whereas, you know, maybe somebody bought a car and then someone, uh, you know, has a little clipboard and marks off, you know, Jim bought a car, right? Whereas now, it's analytics about every little thing that happens. And the reason you need that amount of data is, 
you know, pumping it into these uh, deep learning systems that try to try to draw trends between what's happening. You know, you want to say, oh, well, it seems seems to me that uh, as soon as this happens, this happens. You know, I, I'm not even I can't even think of a specific example, but if you uh, right, right. Um, so that I think is a a little bit of a fundamental shift in the way we view information because of how granular we can get now, where that you know never used to exist. Is that fundamentally different, like uh, or just um, a difference in in amount? You know, does that does that fundamentally change what? the word information means from a from a philosophical viewpoint I don't think so but uh, it's definitely definitely a difference uh, in in scale randomly as someone who's like kind of a little bit inside on the industry do you ever see like like targeted ads and stuff and think like 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 you know what's behind that or anything um okay yes I well I know the process behind it I know if I go on LinkedIn or something and I, I want to make a promoted post, you literally start all these criteria. It's like, I want to find people who do this, this age, you know, they're in this industry, they have this job title. Um, for me, I just think, okay, well, they found that it's relevant to me and it's not wasting my time um, with stuff that I wouldn't be interested in. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'll... Know, be looking at a pair of shoes and then I'll get an advert for them later I'm like oh actually they're on you know they've got a good deal now and go back and I think that I mean people get so scared about online and how much data it collects and everything like that but that data is already going to be collected you walk down a, a, a street and you're being recorded by CCTV cameras and all that kind of stuff um, yeah. and if anything it does Personally, I think that um, it kind of stops bad guys as well. If you're scared about what you're going to search online, then it's like a deterrent. I point to you the movie Minority Report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do we do we really want to get to the point where we know exactly what's going on with everybody because it's for the good of society? Um, so, uh, yes, that is true. Um, but in some, I mean, so here's the thing. It, it ultimately depends on who's using the information, right? So let's say Google is using information to figure out what kind of cookies I want to buy. Um, fine, sure, you know. Uh, you want to buy more Oreos. Oh, yeah, I want to buy more Oreos, so let me go buy a pack of Oreos. The, the thing about that is, is then, the, so there's data, and then there's the data about the data. So when did this happen? When did I uh, send the signal that I wanted to buy a package of Oreos? Now, they know, ah, oh, well, he's usually hungry around, you know, X time, right? So then multiply that by a billion, and you have um, information not only about the content, not only about, uh, you know, what people do, but the times in which they do it. And the, uh, you can, basically all I'm trying to say is you can draw conclusions about things from information that you wouldn't normally think you can draw conclusions from. Uh, there was a thing that uh, a few years ago where someone tried to, they're trying to replace passwords because they're not a super efficient way of doing things. Um, and uh, there was a thing where they figured out that by measuring your mouse patterns, right, so how you move your mouse around on your screen, that that could hypothetically generate a unique um, imprint, you know, that only you move your mouse around in a specific way. And so, uh, you know, they could use that to figure out who you are. Or, or no, okay, let me, let me be specific here. Not who you are, but tie you with an ID number. So 
they wouldn't know, you know, my real name, but they would know, oh, user number 553, whatever. Um, so I guess that would be my only point there is uh, that was not something even conceivable before. So there could be data that's being collected on people now that, like, uh, you know, I think Grimsby was the one that said it, totally innocuous, you know, who cares? But then later it turns out not to be innocuous. Later it turns out, oh, we can actually figure out something fairly personal uh, from that information. And we just don't know that right now. We don't know what we can figure out from what we have. And that'll take time to really, uh, to really do. So that's, uh, I, I don't know, I'll quit rambling and you guys can think about but the that's thing that is what? i mean i don't think a lot of companies are like the, the data is already being collected yeah so i mean isn't it okay to use that i mean marketing is just marketing it's not you know like <clears throat> um blackmail anyone or or to be like okay this person's going to be well actually location wise maybe it's more just like, hey, we want to sell you this thing, and that doesn't that just help society? The people, and the people doing the marketing are not going to blackmail anyone with that information. But how do you know that the people doing their marketing is uh, that they're the only people that have access to that information? Um, Zach was talking earlier about you know you go online you download a few scripts from github etc you know <laughs> script kitties have existed since the 90s you could, it's pretty easy to get uh get into some things uh so just because the original intent of uh information was to be used for purpose a that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, someone else isn't going to use it in a different manner. That has happened all the time. You know, um, for example, uh, the original intent of, I think, the uh, the Social Security number was not supposed to be this, um, and you guys are from the U.K., so I, I don't know, but in the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um but in the U.S., the original intent of the Social Security number was not to be this, uh, you know, identifier for everything. It was supposed to be, you know, just the number for the Social Security system, right? And that was it. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, you, you make a bank account, you all, all of these different things that it's used right. for now. So, the, so that's the thing is... Intent for information can change, but the information doesn't go away. So, uh, and this is, I'm going to go super dark for just a second here, um, but uh, it just popped in my head. Uh, say, for example, right around World War II, um, there were registries, uh, I think, I could be wrong, I think it was for store products. I, I Actually, I don't remember what they were for but the point was uh you would put your religion on this piece of paper uh and it wasn't uh from the german government right it wasn't from anyone except those stores except it turned out that then you know world war ii rolls around and that's a very useful uh piece of information for very evil people so um but that was just marketing data, right? It was innocuous. It was totally fine until it wasn't. So the point is, is we don't know what data is being collected right now that in the future could be used not by the original marketing company, but by either someone else or someone that the marketing company is fine with handing that data over to uh, you know, various governments, uh, you know, there are certain companies that uh, cooperate more with governments than others, and I think there's there's something called the Canary Law. I haven't really done a whole lot of research, but the point is, is just because one person collects data doesn't mean others aren't going to use it, and that's where it gets very murky. Yeah. 
if data, I mean, if I just used like a, um, a metaphor of data being a pen and there was one yeah. person who decides to um, stab someone with that pen and then there's someone else who just uses it to write. In that way, isn't it, like it wouldn't be the person who writes, who also uses the data, um, it wouldn't be their fault. I think it's, and marketing is yeah. just a tool I would say I mean it would be the fault of the data collectors and sure marketing yeah. does collect data as well but it wouldn't it be the people the who is that is it for bad the blame goes to the person who did the stabbing but we also have to take in mind if we just didn't give them the pen it wouldn't have happened and marketing is something yeah. we could actually live without in, to reduce the risk of someone say getting stabbed or you know uh territorial not territorial yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. speaking speaking like like getting stabbed and like like you said it, there's a lot of stuff is like viewed as innocuous right there is like i'm reaching far back into my brain but way back when there was a story where this woman had uh gone on to all these websites and come out secretly on the internet anonymously and then it was led back way back to um, her Facebook. And one day she's scrolling through Facebook with her family member sitting over her shoulder and there's targeted ads for gay cruises. That's and she had to come out. And when she came out, she was kicked out of her house. Another one huh. was the story of Target and the, uh, the young woman who was pregnant. Um, because of all the data collection, uh, Target corporate was able to figure out that she was pregnant before even she knew that. Um, and, uh, you know, because of the patterns of food she was buying, that kind of thing. And so uh, then they got a uh, piece of mail to their mailbox, you know, advertising maternity clothes. And a very conservative dad, you know, gets the mail. What, what is this? You know, all this stuff. And uh, so, you know, that, that's a very innocuous, it's just using information they were able to figure out. And then, you know, so these things can snowball, uh, I think. Sweet. I've got a very relevant example to about uh, what, uh, three, uh, three fifths of us here. Um, so in, we, some of us here uh, live in the UK and in the UK there was a, a law. Nobody like, guess who. I don't know. There's yeah. a legislation um, uh, currently in Parliament, I think, or to be passed, or has been passed, I can't really remember. Uh, basically, it's a large-scale uh, porn blocker for uh, to stop children from watching porn on different sites. But the issue is that if you want to, if you want to be an adult and watch porn by yourself or with someone else, I, I don't judge, um, you have to register with those sites. And... I don't know if you know this, but uh, porn sites are not exactly notorious for their uh, data security. So it is actually incredibly easy for someone, uh, let's say a ranker, to go in, let's say break into their, uh, say break into Pornhub, for example, uh, steal your personal de uh, de details, or uh, just steal your own personal so preferences on the site because they log those, easily blackmail you, or just use your information from your credit card, which you have on the site as well to just take money out of your account. I have a way around that. So there are things, I don't know if the networks are Of course network, you do. But NordVPN? No, peer-to-peer -peer networks. Uh, there's <laughs> one called ZeroNet, which is essentially, it's the internet, but everything is hosted on pretty much any computers that are connected to it. You do consent and, you know, you can choose what you host on your computer, but it means they can't take it down because there's no central thing to block. Everything's hosted on multiple devices. So it's that. Mm. That or, you know, deep web, dark web, just use a Tor browser. Do you know Part of peer to peer in terms of communication, like uh, sending uh, messages peer to peer without a third party being able to watch. Oh, yeah, but... like, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Google have some sort of like. Um, it's not tapped into the internet. It's like some sort of network between, like, I think it's like a third of Google employees have access to it, and it's like they share code through that and all that. I feel like I've heard something like that before, where it's... I don't know. But... 
I always think of fire chat from a few years ago in um, in China. They had there was this uh, fire chat messenger that was basically Bluetooth. So you know, it just whoever you had around you, and you know, um, they couldn't stop that because it wasn't going to the internet. It was just uh, you know, phone to phone, uh, passed along uh, from person to person. Hmm. Yeah. Or uh, or torrents, um, be, because everything's broken up into into little uh, bits and then hosted uh, among all the users. Mm. Randomly, I don't know like what you do for work, but when you like, because you say you've been in marketing for how long? Um, six years. Six years. So, do you work like on a team? Uh, working with different clients or do you work with like one company and provide like advertise one product or like a, a series of products? Um, I work with one company and then, and then, yeah, they've got like a hundred products. So it's like, so when you were, sorry. So when you were like applying for that job, did you specifically look out for like what is available or did you want to market something that you, you know, back up? Like a lot of things, you know, people are, I'll only sponsor what I actually use, which is common now when you come to like influencers and all that. Moles into business. Yeah. Um, for me, it was uh, just trying to get out of my old job because that was more healthcare. Um, and um, basically, it, it was a smaller business, so I had to do a lot more of the. Uh, I mean, people get weirded out when I talk about it, but the part of the company was training doctors on cadavers. So I was kind of sick and tired of editing those videos. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Zach, so yeah, Zach, I went for... for the next video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll still go into like my old Dropbox or whatever and like a, an image will come up and I'll just be like, okay like PTSD. <laughs> hmm. That's actually, yeah, actually that's a perfect example. If someone accidentally <laughs> got into your Dropbox and saw just a bunch of dead people, what would they think about you, right? So there's <laughs> nothing, you know, you you didn't do anything, but things get misconstrued. So that's that's actually a perfect example of, of data uh, being Dropbox is smart enough to watch a video and see the difference between medical and murderer. Uh, yeah, okay, true. I was just... Uh, yeah, no, I get your point. But yeah, yeah, you Yeah. I mean, like, there's also... You know, it's not just, you know, on the internet. Like, I feel like... Like... Huh? I feel like... Okay. Sorry about that. Hold on, you can't that bit out. So, um, I feel like we made a huge transition in like the 90s and the 80s when we got the internet between um, advertisements banking on public stupidity and advertisements banking on interest. Because, like, you look at old ads in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and all that, you're like, you know, smoking makes the baby come out better. Um, you know, coffee is good for the heart. You know, like, you see all this stuff, and it's based off the public lacking knowledge on the product. But that's not the case anymore. With the Internet, it's, like, in the information age, everyone knows the dangers of products. You know, it's advertised, whether it be witch hunts uh, or, no, you know. Not everyone knows. There are still a lot of people who are uh, uneducated. Mainly yes, this is a really great transition. The ads might also, at that time, wouldn't have known uh, that much about smoking giving you cancer either. So we can't yeah. apply 21st century knowledge to, well, would still be the same century. Anyway, point, point being, we can't apply current knowledge to, oh, well, they should have done this because... They wouldn't have but it was still unsubstantiated claims. It was still unsubstantiated claims. Can I just make a point? Uh, I'm sure we can learn from the mistakes. Uh, 
putting our standards to those standards, we should just work on moving forward. Um, just a small point. Um, some modern businesses uh, rely on uh, the customers not knowing or knowing very little about the product. Specifically, oh, um, just to segue into something else completely different, uh, a, a little something called MLMs or multi-level marketing uh, businesses. Um, mm. We have some here in the UK, uh, Life, Avon, um, can't think of any other ones. There's there's a brand new one in the United States, not that new, it's a couple of years old, but uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, who... Yeah, if you as well. Oh yeah, it's on Netflix. If you've never heard of it, they uh, carry such products as uh, vaginal healing medical eggs, which you put inside your body and have like a thirty percent chance of giving you a, a terrible infection, uh, and uh, scented candles like uh, the candle branded. This smells like my vagina. That there is a candle when it's about yourself called "This smells like my vagina." There's something that Why? brought up, which is I think they had a product that advertised to kill, like, say, to advertise that you wouldn't get corona, basically, is what they were pushing. Mm. Mm. I mean, I can understand fear mongering, but what would be the possible marketplace for Gwyneth's vagina candles? Well, randomly. Uh, I mean, Germany, maybe, but. New people <laughs> that take too many supplements, trust me, I've seen, I've met a lot of them. <laughs> Oh, essential uh, oils, yeah. yeah. I just use this that. for smell. I don't, I don't use it for, like, cancer. Yeah. Uh, randomly, what, what is the market for vagina-scented candles? <laughs> what? You have to, like, find the, the right scent. It's like, don't you even... I don't want to... Science! <laughs> We have the technology. Oh Dude, can you imagine the scientist, the poor person that got that job? In fairness, the researchers can be useful because I'm pretty sure the scent thing is like the same science they apply to like Impossible Meat because they, I think it's Impossible Meat. It might be a different brand. But oh, yeah, they, but they're they're like like the, the protein that bleeds. No, yeah, they, yeah, they try yeah. to get the exact same experience as you would drilling normal mints as their mints. So they put in like flavoring spells. Mm. They have a person to put to um, like make the sizzle just right for when you put it on the grill. So it's useful. How did they test for accuracy? They I said, I cook wanna, I, I'm slightly interested. Did they have like test R&D. group just <laughs> crowded around Gwyneth? No, not that. Okay, I thought you were still talking oh, about no, the bread. No, just thing. get a rotten fish and then put them side by side. He <laughs> <laughs> legitimately disturbed me. God. Um, Ravens, my my, I question your uh, your psychology. <laughs> it's like of all the marketing questions. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, it's a product. Where's the demand? Like, basic economics. <laughs> you know? So, the thing is, right, my main problem with MLMs is, isn't that they uh, try to, well, Can you try to explain MLM to people who don't know? Oh, sorry. Uh, an MLM is basically the... Upside down funnels. Completely difficult to explain. It's very similar to a pyramid scheme. They never admit it's a pyramid scheme, but it's very similar. Uh, essentially, you um, do, you convince people, uh, recruit people to distribute products, or you distribute products yourself, and they uh, in turn try to get people to recruit people to distribute products, and they distribute products themselves. So the main hmm. problem with it. No, sorry. Uh, you want to say no, something? No, no. Can you, there's a big hole in that, but I'll point that out once you're done. The main problem with um, MLM is that. The, the point isn't to um, sell products to other people. Um, that's not where the distributors make the most money. The way the distributors make the most money is by recruiting other people in because you get a, uh, a, a cut of their profits and you get a discount on the um, material, on the product you can buy for yourself, distribute yourself. But the thing is, if you do it, let's say, um, you, let's say you uh, each person recruit five people and those five people recruit their own and those five people recruit 
people who have drugs. You can only do that for about 11 cycles okay. before you include everyone on the goddamn... It's 13. Yeah. Oh, it's 13. Oh, yeah. apologies. You, know, you, put, you said what if, I was going to If we were like... selling a... If we were selling, like, a product, like a vagina-scented candle, and we were in a pyramid scheme, which is the MLM, the thing is, the main idea is that the main person on top produces all this stock at super cheap and then distributes it and run. Right? Like, they just, like, pile all the money into my accounts, and then they're gone. Well, no, oh, I, I, I feel like there's a significant difference well, between thing to a customer you would run and out of your market thing to your employees. So mm. the people at the top don't actually like, need to run because there have been MLMs or pyramid schemes who have been audited before in America. I don't know about UK, but I know about America, who just got away with everything. Pretty much, no business was. There are loopholes, so. But I, I, it's it's a little funny to see MLMs because you put the marketing in the hands of a soccer mom with two kids who has a Facebook profile. I actually target Hispanic groups more from what I've heard. Weirdly. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I oh, there was, there was a soap opera. I can't remember what it was called, but they um, they did a live... Uh, promotion within the episode where they effectively said that Herbalife is incredibly good, it will save you all the, the help you through the day it will um, help you face all the life's challenges, and this was all within the context of the episode uh, this was not entirely certain how I feel about modern marketing uh, strategies sure but that was very very manipulative in my opinion I'm not sure of the whole like legality well, I, yeah, that's, that's like an right. a, this is probably beyond the scope of what we want to talk about on this uh, podcast, but I think what it really boils down to is access versus use of information. Um, you know, anyone could have the possibility to, you know, uh, do the research and say, oh, you know, if I eat this rock, it's not going to cure cancer. You know, mm. um, but, you know, the people they're marketing to, they're not going to do that. They're not going to go and Google it. So mm. the the thing is, is there's this discrepancy between who has access to information, which is everyone now, uh, and who actually will use that to their benefit to, you know, do the research. Right. Which I was is gonna, a much smaller, if not non-existent, set of people. Um, I was I was gonna bring that up, like uh, an example of like like where it's the information they don't care, where they're just receiving information from the marketers. There was um, this Facebook group of people. Uh, I'm like I may be totally wrong because I have a terrible memory, but it was this Facebook group of these moms who banded together under this one company, and in that company, they were sharing advice, not only about the product, but about other things. And um, it's maybe a mixing of stories, but there was this group of moms who had children with autism. And the moms believe, because, you know, using their Facebook mom science, that there was a parasite giving their children autism. And so what the moms oh, did yeah, was they gave yeah. the children bleach enemas and then when the inner lining of their um, lower intestine would come out of the child with all the blood, they'd be like, ah, there is the parasite. Like, we've got it, boys. Like, and, and, and I feel like, like, as, you know, I'm looking at you randomly, as someone who works in marketing, you have a responsibility to... <laughs> I hope you're not saying that she has a responsibility to perform bleach enemas. <laughs> I don't think that I'm really hoping that's not in the confines of your job. <laughs> I, or, I no. Really I hoping. <laughs> no, but there, there's a responsibility when it comes to marketing because 
look at my well, country, America. To exactly what we were talking about previously, right? Where where you were talking about <clears throat> surveillance and and who has uh, randomly you brought up the idea of you know it's a pen, right? So who who has it versus who uses it? That's the same thing. We uh, where you know, and I would say, and I don't want to go into this whole argument because I actually have kind of different thoughts on it, but um, that's the same argument people say about guns. They'll say, oh, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. You know, whereas what, you know, someone else would be saying would be um, information didn't do that harm. The information, uh, the person who decided to act on it and open up the bottle of bleach did that harm. Um, so so I, I think that's a very similar argument. Um, I'm actually, I, I wouldn't really argue one side or the other. I think, you know, it's probably somewhere in between. Um, but that, I think, is, is the thing, is what we really want to do is assign blame somewhere. You know, is it, is it the marker? Is it the person who uses the information? Um, is it the, uh, the way they're doing the marketing? It, you know, it's like there, there are a lot of different roads you could go down with that. Um, and I, I think the, the problem is, is people wanting to pick one, saying, oh, it's all this. And then someone else is saying, oh, no, it's all this, where truth is everybody kind of chipped in a little bit, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's like that, that old story of so stone soup. No one has anything to eat, and so they all, uh, you know, uh, one person brings a potato, the other brings a carrot. It, you know, I think it's like that with blame. It's, you know, there's plenty to go around, I think. Mm. So a nice solution to that is educating people. Yeah. Ah, but will they use it? That's and a, I don't want to get political people or also, with guns here, I just want to say, guns might not kill people, but they heavily increase the rate that you can kill someone. I don't know, man. I know karate, so... so, like... <laughs> so you're saying that you, as yourself, are able to uh, kill en masse at the equivalent rate of someone with an assault rifle. Yes, my, karate, my, my rate of karate chop is faster than the M1 saw. No one. <laughs> I think, See, I that's, think that's very impressive. Like, might have a problem with that. No. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but but I, you know, I didn't want to go into that actual argument, but you know, I see, I, like I see similar there. threads there. Is was all I was saying. So, um, randomly, when you were like deciding to go into this career right get your education and all that did you consider any of this or is it just like going with the flow um, it, it was kind of like what i enjoy doing um just i like marketing i just I, the psychology behind it is pretty cool you know when you find a no but it sounds really like um people more more just about money but when you find a campaign and then it works um like you know you you find the perfect advert and the perfect messaging and it gets a lot of traction because you're just like okay cool i've you know, hit hit my mark kind of thing and you're just like cool mm. i've done i've done my job um i would say there is some kind of ethical behind my own career um my last company had a um oh just uh, it just suddenly went hold on this is going to be on youtube will she ever find this because she was like proper crazy <laughs> she was the kind of person who wanted me to um market to old people and um get them to donate their bodies to science kind of thing she wanted us to go to like a um like a funeral home uh thing you like physical marketing like like go there with the sign like give us your bones give us your like <laughs> uh, just, just to make you feel a little better we only get about 20 views usually so you're you're pretty safe 
<laughs> Our analytics are terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, and then it was kind of, I would say marketing does have like a lot of uh, manipulative people just because of the nature of what we do. Not everyone, not me, I'm great. But, <laughs> um, I'm great too. <laughs> I it it really is person to person. Sometimes you get those power hungry people who just, they want to market to old people who don't really know any better. And I mean, I just think those kind of people are evil. The vast majority are just and uh, get their businesses to do well, people's jobs and all that, getting them to keep them. I don't know. You get that in everything. You don't, you don't believe in like <laughs> any, any job can have those types of people. That's not a sin of marketing or anything. But... You don't, I mean, you don't I believe in like. like... Sorry. Oh, I mean, uh, okay, you don't believe. <laughs> you don't believe. You don't believe in like the Newtonberg argument of following orders. I'm not. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You don't believe in like the Newtonberg argument of following orders? What's the Newtonberg? So I'm gonna wait, are you compare? Wait, are you trying to compare her then to the Nazis? Because <laughs> well, that's a that's I mean... a fairly bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, nice uniforms. No, um, I mean, like, and 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 like where it's it's to the point where it's runs again and knocking, you know where. You know, all I do is I, you know, I change the font on advertisements, and these advertisements, you know, I don't know, put Somalian kids in working camps, right? Like, it's not my fault, but, like, it's, it's I had my role in it. You don't believe in that, Brandon, when it comes to, like, that kind of marketing? Oh, no, 100%. I, I can't say for anyone else, but I would not put something out there that would... I'm someone. Um, it, wait, wait. So that that old people thing, the whole old people campaign. Um, I was the only marketing person in that company, and that was the managing director who was telling me to do that, and I just flat out refused. That's that's one thing. We didn't actually go to old people's homes and all that kind of stuff. But oh, that was okay. Like, so that was like the plan to do that, and I just went. I'm not going to do that, and she couldn't fire me because she didn't have anyone else. So. That's fine. So I I can see how some people would say, oh, I, I just sent out the poster. It's not my negative or anything like that, you know? Um, I guess it's just person to person. I think there's a considerable difference between um, put, um, trying to show the public that a product exists and is or is high quality or try to give uh, provide a uh, just a general advertisement that something is exists and it is something you may want uh, compared to trying to manipulate someone into thinking thing or doing something that is generally against their that's better really for uh, better judgment that's we, we, we should start doing that real talk is good for you real talk is good for the soul real talk, you know real talk it will cure away. your cancer no um <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, that in history, and in, I mean, you said something about the, uh, was the bleach thing in England? I think it was America. Was that in America? I think it was here in the U.S., wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think so. In general, from what I've learned about marketing is that um, in the U.S., they do generally fearmonger. It's more like, hey, if you don't do this, bad stuff will happen whereas generally the message in the uk is educational certainly for where i've worked it's more like this is why you really need this whereas from what i've seen in america it's more like if you didn't get this like it's more negative i feel like that that comes down to it even in like cultural thing maybe well I, i mean like i feel like that's that's just in our blood right as americans you know because you know when we establish the free market and late stage capital blah 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 blah. even in like our political campaigns right you get stuff like 
um, you know, I don't know. If you don't vote for this guy, the Lib Dems yeah. are going to win and ruin this country, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, I feel like in the UK, it's it's like I've seen advertisements for um, politicians, and it's more like like I will do this, this, and that, and these are my policies. Where it's a, there's a huge breaking point, you know. I think you're. Yeah, I mean, even in messaging, they're also idiots. So. <laughs> I think there's also. Uh, I don't want to get like Americans are all evil, but I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I think your ads are definitely targeted towards you. Uh, specifically because uh, for, I think for at least, maybe not you specifically, but a large portion of your population respond to aggression or respond to this idea that, what was that? <laughs> you, you have to be better than someone else. This uh, superiority thing. So, Patriotism. Like, like, seems like a... Actually stem uh, okay, I would, I would very much... I would push back you just said you just kind of coyly said patriotism there, Ravens. Like <laughs> I, I would push back that that's a that's definitely that definitely exists, and it's definitely. I mean, that's the part of my property, culture like, kind of the, um... that that kind of pisses me off sometimes. Um, but I never really, I never really pointed that as an American thing as much as it is more uh, time based and more of. Um, like especially the internet, you know, where when you have more people that are able to get in conflict with one another on whatever it be, you know, uh, uh, politics or what kind of cookie to buy. I don't know why I keep talking about cookies. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to make me hungry, product, man. But, um, but yeah, so when you have a possibility of more people being in conflict um there seems to be and this is you know just from my own experience has nothing to do with no backup uh, at all but um there seem it seems to kind of trend that way uh whereas before you know um there probably wasn't there wasn't that open, you know, space for people to even have a possibility to uh, either help or hurt each other. They were just kind of isolated. It seems. Uh, I don't know. That's just. Uh, um, what do you see from ask... actually being oh. in the industry? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna. Uh, never mind. I was just gonna ask a completely unrelated question. Was it about vagina scented candles? Dude. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why do you keep on bringing that up? Oh, I was just going to say, do you do you think there's a significant difference between um, nationalism and patriotism? Or do you think they're the same? Uh, that's an interesting question. I would We have to say... ask on Real Talk. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, that I mean that really could be a could be a real talk question to go hours on, but um I would say they're they're related but not exactly the same because I would I would call nationalism I would define it as um definition, 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 relativism, relativism, relativism. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying it's the way I think. You, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, trying to uh, because okay well uh, that's a different argument but it, I would say that uh, nationalism would be like um, trying to say that a, a particular group of people from a from a country uh, have these characteristics right so they you know um, uh, America for example you know freedom independence etc that's that's pretty obvious. I think um, where patriotism like, is like loving that, loving those aspects of things without question, which I think is very dangerous um, and leads to angry people holding flags. But that's a, you know, that's a different. I think, I think like, like, <laughs> the, like the main difference is na uh, nationalism leads to like, like pride in any nation state, like, you know, 
I don't know, Zach could be prideful in the UK or it can be prideful in Europe or it can be prideful in, I don't know, the Northwest Eastern Hemisphere, right? But I think but patriotism is, oh, I'm sorry. Go I think ahead. patriotism lines up with like being a patriot of like hit like of the UK, like being the patriot model citizen of the, and that's the patriotism of that, you know? I would actually disagree. But, I, I would, compl- I think it's the other way around just based on the, the connotations associated with, because um, I don't know about you, but um, patriotism to me seems more like a general love of the sure, or landscape you live in, uh, while nationalism seems like the, the complete disregard of any other culture or I don't think it's landscape, landscape I think outside it's of your, your are government. you Are you loving your surroundings, or are you loving the government that enables you to peacefully live within those I think, I think that's the that's the thing is, are, I think well okay relatively peacefully like, depending <laughs> on where we're talking about but I think it's pride and honor like, can you be an anti-governmental patriot no like oh, I'm an American this gives me like means of burdening <laughs> everyone that type of stuff speaking of anti-authority I'm going to make an executive decision to wrap up. Thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. Thank you to Randomly for joining us. And if you'd like to hear more of me or any of these guys, um, maybe not my own, um, you can find us on uh, our YouTube channel, which is going to be hosted, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcast. You can join us on an event, which is hosted in the VR platform, Allspace VR, at uh, Wednesdays and Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you do not need a VR headset to join, uh, if you right. just have a PC. And you can find us on our Twitter at uh, RealTalkAll and on our brand new subreddit at RealTalkAll or r slash RealTalkAll. Uh, that's it. Adios. Toodaloo.